With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk or anywhere you get your podcast today. Well, Matt Canada is still in Pittsburgh, but whether or not he will be here for the season is still yet to be known. What we do know is that Mike Tomlin is away from the team right now, still meeting with some people, but he is dealing with a personal matter. We're going to dive into all that, plus a free agent offensive tackle that has hinted that maybe he's uh, not opposed to joining the Steelers this offseason. And are the Baltimore Ravens about to get a little bit easier to face if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2023. Plenty to talk about. It's a gloomy winter day here in Pittsburgh. It it feels a lot like winter this week, you know, like a lot like January. There's no snow still, which is okay. I'm okay with no snow, but it's cold. It's dark all the time. Just feels like we're getting there. How you feeling, my friend? Feeling good. Um, this is this is the part of the year where. I don't know. You can put up with like cold and and dark and and all that stuff in December when like there's stuff going on, you know, like when Christmas is coming up, you can kind of like put up with it, but there's like nothing to look forward to now besides just the weather getting warmer. But yeah, yeah, man, this is like a, this is a frustrating time. I think for, for people like us who have to like, you know, kind of come up with stuff to talk about, about this team, because just a lot of what we're talking about is just, a lot of stuff we don't know, you know, a, st- a lot yep. of stuff that will happen that we've got to like kind of wait for kind of the chips to fall in certain ways before we can actually you know, have some stuff substance. But we're just but it, it's an interesting time, too, because kind of the, the possibilities are endless, I guess, in the same way. Yeah, but the, it's it's very boring, but it's interesting, I would say in a, in a month, it'll be boring like that mid-February we're just waiting for the combined. Yeah. Nothing going on. That's the worst. There's no stretch of football. People talk about the summer. Who cares? It's it's gorgeous outside. You could do things. That mid-February stretch where you're just like, I'm sitting around doing nothing for weeks on weeks. It is. There's nothing. Nothing worse. There's no March Madness. There's no sports. There's mm-hmm. no nothing. It is the worst time. February is the worst month of the year because there is no football. Or anything. You get one tease. And it's like a sad tease. Because then it's the Super Bowl and then it's all over. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. All right, let's talk Pittsburgh Steelers. Offensive coordinator is obviously 
the biggest topic of conversation right now. There's a rumor flying out there, a r- rumor, I guess, that uh, the Steelers could be interested in Byron Leftwich and they're waiting for him to leave or be fired by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers before they release Matt Canada to the open market. Me and you talked about that before, about how they're probably waiting for the right guy. If there is a right guy before they make a move with Canada, it seems like the logical thing to do. seems like the Steelers thing to do. But then it comes out that the Steelers are actually putting that decision on hold because Mike Tomlin is away from the team dealing with the personal matter. More has come out. There's a Kenny Pickett quote floating out there from Cam Hayward's podcast the other day. There's just a lot. You see it all unfolding. Are you getting a a feel of what way the Steelers' decision is going? Are you just as confused as most people? What, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I think I'm still in a similar place that we were on Monday. Um, like I said, this is all just stuff we don't no, like we're talking about stuff that we don't know and won't know for for a little bit. Um, you know, I think that that Kenny, that quote from Kenny you kind of referenced was pretty telling. Um, yeah. He talked about you know anticipating year two with Matt Canada and how excited he was, and on a certain level, that just sounds like what your your quarterback is supposed to say, and just kind of the company line on it. But um, you know, there's part of me that really believes it. Um, and, you know, I, I wonder – I do wonder how much this kind of personal matter that Mike Tomlin's going through actually has put a hold on things. Because like we said, uh, there are a lot of things that still have to – there are a lot of dominoes that still have to fall. I mean, yep. last season, this season still isn't over yet. Um, and there are a lot of, like, really promising candidates that have not yet hit the market that you kind of expect to. Um, so there's still there's still a lot left to be determined and – I think if I, I read that that Marcaboli report correct, um, it was it was that personnel decisions are being kind of put on hold, um, yeah. not just the offensive coordinator. It wasn't specific to the offensive coordinator, even if that's yeah. the only kind of position they're considering. I wonder if there is something else, if there are some other moves that that we aren't really anticipating that that'll come out of this as well. I don't know. Maybe it's the the Flores stuff because he does still have to be approved to go get interviewed elsewhere but that is a good point because it does specifically say that he's going to continue to meet with players and just do it virtually but that's a good question because at the same time you brought up Kenny Pickett's quote and here's Kenny Pickett's quote from his appearance on Cam Hayward's podcast not just football we just need to take that jump into year two Canada's doing a great job trying to figure out what we need to do to get the do to get those and put up some more points. Wow. That's a weird quote. So I'm excited to continue to work with him this off season. And, and he, he did like, he genuinely seemed very excited about the future of Matt Canada spoke highly about him and how he recruited him to pit, blah, blah, blah. Do you think that he actually met with Mike, Mike Tomlin? Because that's what people are going to assume is, Oh, he already met with Mike Tomlin. He knows that he's coming back. The answer is already there. Do you buy into that? Or do you think, Maybe the quarterback's the last position you meet with because you need to have all your ducks in a row before you sit down with Kenny Pickett and talk about the future. No, because I don't think Kenny's. Uh, uh, I don't think your quarterback's the person you have to keep this decision a secret from. I think he's part, he's an active part of the decision making. If if he's not, you know, making the decision, you know, you value Kenny's input. Yeah. Um, in this process, I think 
Kenny's able to tell where the winds are blowing if he doesn't know okay. the exact decision. Um, he's in the building every day, you know, maybe not every day now, but you know, he was in the building every day. He was around his offensive coaches all the time. He was the one being coached most heavily by Matt Canada. Um, you know, he he has to have some kind of sense about where things are leaning, which you know leads me to believe that this is more than just kind of smoke and mirrors and just kind of boilerplate stuff from Kenny. I think he, you know, I think he he gets the sense that that Matt Canada is coming back. And do you think it's just a sense, or do you think he knows? Do you think he's been told? Um, I don't, I don't think he's been told. It doesn't seem Steelers ish to give Kenny that, in, that information and then just kind of give him a wink and a nod and say, Oh, well don't tell anyone. Yeah. Um, like, you know, yeah, keep but, it a secret. We're not going to let anybody else know, but you know, right. Um, but like I said, I think like, there's no way he doesn't know where the front office is leaning or where Mike Tomlin is leading. Do you think leaning. that there's a possibility he sat in a meeting and they said, look, it, chances are we're going to keep Matt Canada, but we're not positive we're going to keep Matt Canada. And then he's just kind of, you know, like obviously like he's not going to come out and say anything negative about him. Even if he got fired, he's not going to say anything negative about him. Do you think that it's just like a typical Kenny response of, oh, yeah, here we are. Very excited for week two because Kenny is very robotic in his in his responses most of the time which is okay. That's what you want out of your quarterback. But do you think that there's a chance they sat him down and said, Hey, look, we're waiting for to see who our options are. And then we're going to move on or we might move on, but we might stay. Or do you think it was more detailed than that? As in. No, and I don't keep them. Well, I, I think the other thing I think you or I think in the opposite direction, like, I don't think it was that detailed. Um, if he did sit in, in on a meeting, like they're not going to. So like what happens if, they bring Kenny into this meeting and they talk about how they don't like Matt Canada isn't their ideal choice, but you still mm-hmm. got to go into next season with him. I think we talked about this at one point during the season when there were rumors going around about Matt Canada getting fired. Um, it's not, it's not good business to kind of undermine one of your most important coaches, um, True. especially to your rookie quarterback. Like how is Kenny supposed to take Matt Canada seriously if he thinks that he's only hanging on to this job because they don't have anyone else. Um, that just true. seems like bad business to me. It it does. That's true. That that is very, very true. So I mean, but that to my point, I'm not like a hundred percent certain if they met yet because what would they say if that wasn't? You know, like they're not going to lie to him just like you said and say, oh, well, you know, Canada's likely our guy, but we're not certain. But at the same time, just like you said. They're also not going to be like, oh, well, you know, he's not really our guy, but he's our backup plan. So if we keep him, he is. I think there's an actual possibility Kenny hasn't met with Mike Tomlin yet because they don't know what to say to him. You know, like they don't know where the offensive coordinator decision is going to go. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And they want to see where those dominoes fall. And they have, like, they have time. These people think that these exit meetings 
are just quick and easy and everybody gets them done in a day or two. No, there's 90 people that meet with Mike Tomlin one-on-one for way more than a couple minutes. Like it's it's, sometimes it's a half hour. Sometimes it's longer. You're getting detailed into things. And the more important of a person you are in that organization, the longer your meeting's going to be. So Kenny Pickett's is going to be long. Matt Canada's is going to be long. I could definitely see them saying, okay, we're going to hold off on Kenny's and just build into year two, just because of that quote. Like, I don't know. I have a hard time believing that somebody in that organization besides Mike Tomlin knows and Omar Khan knows that Matt Canada is for sure the, the offensive coordinator in 2023 and nobody else knows it. You know, it's the NFL. Everything gets leaked. Everything. So you, so you just kind of think Kenny is running with, he's just kind of operating under the assumption now that until someone else, until something official comes out, Matt Canada is my offensive coordinator next year. Yeah, I think that he's going to continue to work like that. And at the same time, I think that he wants him to be his offensive coordinator next year. I don't think there's anybody really? in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I don't think anybody in the offense mm-hmm. right now, at least, is looking at the situation and going, man, I hope Matt Canada gets fired. Maybe at the mm-hmm. bye week they were thinking that, but I don't think Kenny Pickett's thinking that. I don't think Najee Harris is thinking that. I think they're genuine when they say that they're willing to defend this guy and they believe that he's got some upside. Does that mean that they're going to be like super upset if he gets fired? No, it's not going to hurt any morale whatsoever. But I think that they're back in their coach and they feel confident in their coach. Does that mean that this, the organization does who has the that they have the call? No, but I think the players are are genuine when they say that. Yeah. And so, you know, you brought up, uh, you know, there's a. There's got to be some contingency plan kind of if they move on from from Matt Canada. And one of those names is one of those contingency plans is Byron Byron Leftwich, offensive coordinator from the Bucks. What do you kind of make of of him as a candidate for this job? I know he's still is technically still employed by the Bucks, but um, people seem to think that's not uh, not going to last very long. Yeah. So the pewter report said that he's on his way out. I, I, I always believe the pewter report. I don't know how. These people aren't like recognized nationally by the NFL. They they always have the noise, always. They, and that, like it stinks that they're just the Buccaneers because if it was a cool team with interesting people on it outside of Tom Brady, like they'd have the most insight in football. I got to give it to them. Um, the thing with Leftwich is there's two sides to the story. There's the 2022 was a disaster. They ranked 25th in the NFL in points per game, which is only ahead of the Pittsburgh Steelers at 26. Yeah, it was like 18.4 is terrible. But in 2021, they had the second best offense in football. The question is, did they have too much talent in 21 or did they not have enough talent in 2022 and he can't work with less than ideal talent? Because the Buccaneers roster a year ago was crazy. There was Ali Marpet who left, I believe, Ryan Jensen got hurt this season. Rob Gronkowski retired. Antonio Brown left halfway through the season. You had a a Tom Brady who was definitely better last year than he was this year. I mean, your defense was better. I just feel like that team was dominant. And is it just like, oh, well, we lost a lot in one year. It's hard to make up for that. Or is it, well, unless we have everything, I can't really operate. I think that's the big question with them. Well, I think the other question is, how would like if Tom Brady showed up to every practice and didn't? Yeah, you know, very true. Didn't miss eleven did, days. 
Right, and didn't take yeah, didn't take like half a training camp off. Like maybe the season goes differently. Um, the other thing is like they still had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Leonard Fournette. Um, True. Like there was, I don't think there was a real shortage of talent um, on the Bucks, which does make me a little wary about about left. Which that said, I think he like, I think he has good experience. Um, I don't think you like. In that same vein, like I don't think last year was just luck for him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you don't just coordinate the second best offense in the NFL on accident. Um, if they didn't need an offensive coordinator to to play that well, then they wouldn't have had one. Um, so I, you know, I just left, which probably is a candidate if and when he gets fired um, or let go by the Bucks. I don't know if he's would be my first. If you're the Steelers and you're kind of ranking your choices, I don't know if he's your your top choice right now. I know that that's that's what I was going to ask you. Like, are you doing that? Are you taking a risk on a guy? Because when we had these conversations a week ago, it was or Monday, I guess it was. They're probably waiting for somebody, but they're waiting for like their top guy. I just have, like you said, I have a hard time saying that their top guy is a guy who's about to get fired who ranked one spot ahead of them in points per game this season. Yeah. And like, like, I don't think that's like, I think Tom, I think Tom taking all that time off, like there's no way that didn't hurt the yeah, team. Yeah. Like so yeah. much. You don't and... get divorced. You're a much better quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, he's just going to be able, like there are going to be fewer personalities to manage. Uh, he yeah. can kind of focus more on the football side of things. He can kind of, build an offense more in his image, I guess, um, if that makes sense, you know, just given how young the the Steelers are, like he's not having to, you know, go through a power struggle with Tom Brady every week for, for play calling duties um, and, True. you know, for like to see who actually has control of the offense. So I, I would be optimistic about what he could do. I just, you know, if uh, I, you'd feel a little bit safer with like Frank Reich or, yeah. yeah, probably Frank Reich. I, I was gonna say Klingsbury, but yeah, but he's in Thai he's in Thailand. He's right. I, yeah, there's he's I just chilling. He's just would, he's just enjoying life in Thailand. That's just yeah. what you do now. Good for Different. him. Literally, literally, I cannot imagine. Like, you see all these coaches get like bought out for millions upon millions of dollars. And yeah, yeah and then like, people make I, a big deal. Like, oh man, I feel so bad for him. what? You could buy yeah. me out for millions of dollars tomorrow. I'll go to Thailand. I'm right. not upset about it at all. Right. And like, well, these coaches all like try to jump right back into coaching again. I'm like, no, no, you gotta, you got this all wrong, dude. You, you could retire at 45 or whatever. And you are just, or take a year off. Like, just like, first off, if you're in the coaching market, your value increases. The longer you're not coaching. Yeah. You take a year off. Everybody just totally forgets that you had a bad year. They're just like, right. well, look, remember in 2008, man, he was the best Texas Tech coach of all time. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, it's very true. He did suck in the NFL, but I see where you're coming from. And people will, he, if the longer he stays away from football, the better chance. And I think that that's the same thing. Like Matt Canada took a year off and here he is today. He's the mm-hmm. offensive coordinator of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You want to know what everybody forgot about? That before this, he did nothing before Pitt. Nothing at all. Because all your bad gets erased if you take a year off of sports. That's just, it's the truth. It's the truth. But is Byron Leftwich the answer? I don't know. I think that's, 
it'd be a concerning hire, but I think at this point you could hire me and you and we'd get a good chunk of the fan base excited that it's not Matt Canada. Yeah. I think that's all that's all it comes down to. All right, more news for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Taylor Lewan, offensive tackle for the Tennessee Titans. We talked about this a while ago. He went on Bustin' with the Boys, his podcast, and said that he believes he's going to be a cap casualty this year. Well, Jersey Jerry of Barstool Sports tweeted out a picture of him in a Steelers uniform because the Steelers could use left tackle help, and he wasn't opposed to it. Came back and said those colors go hard. Are those colors so go hard? Go so hard. We're gonna we're gonna correct that for him. It's definitely go so hard. Yeah, definitely. Definitely hinting that he's not opposed to it. I think Taylor the Wands a dude who is going to be extremely open throughout this entire process, and he has been already. I think if he wants to go to the Steelers, he'll straight up say, "I want to go to the Steelers." But do you think that this is a an early remark of maybe they're decently high on his list? Um. Look, if he's basing his judge is basing his decision off of uh, uniforms, then probably. Um, I don't know. I I don't. I do that in Madden all the time. Right. Um. It's it like I think the well, I mean, you know, it wasn't like a particularly special jersey, or whatever. It was just like their 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 white uniform. I don't know. It was just like their road uniform. Dude, it's so. painted on what? Right. Well, like. Look at it. it's just like a graphic. Like it's just painted. It's not, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's oh, not oh, actually yeah. photoshopped. I just meant like like you know, if it was like an alternate jersey or something, oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, this yeah, this yeah. concept's like really cool. So, no, that yeah. would be one thing. But no, he's just he likes the way he looks in a Steelers uniform, which isn't isn't a bad thing at all. Um I just so he's he got paid I think he's under contract for like 14 million dollars or something and that's after two acl surgeries yeah that's why he believes he's going to be a cap cut because he's two acl surgeries in three years you're not going to pay somebody 14 million dollars yeah um so like it he probably would love to come to the steelers i don't know like the steelers got to be a little wary about that marriage right like Mm -hmm. it's not a slam dunk for them as as much as it is would be a slam dunk for him do you think that you could bring him a guy like that in and ask him to be a depth piece, like a like a backup tackle for cheap? Like you could probably get him now for like seven million, maybe yeah, six million. Yeah. Um. Or you think I that's slap in the face for a guy like that? I don't know. Is he gonna is he gonna get a better deal anywhere else? Um. I think that's I don't know. Like he might though. Of- like not even not even in terms of money, but just like someone's actually going to say we can trust you as a full time starter from day one. Like I, it's also one thing to say to sign him and say as long as you're healthy, this is your spot. Um, and then you know eventually he he is not healthy. Like I, I assume there's yeah. going to be some some hiccups there, even at even when he's at his best. Um. So I don't even like I don't think you even really need to do that quite honestly like I don't you know just bring not... him in say he's a star is that does that screw the whole thing up cuz there's two screw questions what? like I don't like cuz like he the, the Dan Moore thing because like if you bench Dan Moore and then you bring him back in chances are he's not going to be very good what like how so well like what he can't come off the bench yeah i mean you're going to screw up his development i feel like his uh I feel like Dan Moore gets better as the season get, goes on. So you toss him in there week 11 and say, you are now our starting left tackle. 
you got to be concerned that it's going to be a week one appearance or a week three appearance where he's getting a holding call and an offsides every four plays for 17 weeks in a row. And then things start to calm down. I don't know if Dan Moore, if he's like doing that for 11 weeks in a row, like if Dan Moore is significantly better than Lu- Luan, Luan, yes. Um, no, I know. I mean, if I mean, if Taylor gets hurt, if Luan gets hurt. Oh, um, I don't know. I, I'm not as concerned about that. I, I don't know if you can't like, you don't, I don't think you leave Dan Moore in just because you, I don't know. That's a tough one. Yeah. Right. Like it's, it, it, if it was a, if it was a more upside guy, if there was more potential in Dan Moore, the question would, there wouldn't be a question. It would be, you right. rock with Dan Moore. You don't screw that up. Right, but and like, I just don't, like, don't I don't think he's, like. right, yeah, and you don't know, like, has Dan Moore earned, like, that kind of leeway? Yeah, no. Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't think so. Um, Definitely not. Like, I don't think there's anyone on that offensive line where if you don't have, like, I'm pretty comfortable saying it's a it's a clear upgrade. Oh, um, gosh, yeah. Like, health. time pro bowler? Yeah, like, <laughs> health withstanding, like, that's a, that's a pretty clear upgrade. Um yeah. So, I. If Dan Moore gets, uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not as concerned about that. You got to put the best players in there, and you can't. You don't sacrifice the present, thinking too much about the future. I okay. think. Yeah. Um I like that. That's how I would approach that. I like that a lot. Do you go Taylor Lewan? He's not going to sign until the, after the draft. I would believe. Like, yeah, he'll be a cab casualty kind of late. Mm-hmm. Where's your? And this is tough because we haven't done too much draft stuff. But is it like if you get a first-round offensive tackle, you don't go out and sign a guy like that. But if you get a second-round offensive tackle, maybe you do. Or is your cutoff like if you don't get one in the first and second round, then you do. But if you get a guy in the first or second round, it's over. You're rocking with the rookie. Yeah, I mean, I think if you – yeah, I I think it's – yeah. I think if you draft a guy in the first or second round to play that position like that, that wouldn't make sense to sign a veteran like that and just push someone yeah. further down the depth chart who really can't afford it. Um, I'd even like say like third round. Like I don't. Third I round. know this isn't a super deep offensive line class, but if you're gonna if you're gonna take a young guy that high, might as well play him. Um, yeah, I don't, unless like, it's. Woody. I mean, last time they did that, it was Kendrick Green and Dan Moore. So yeah, very good at that mid round. The Steelers actually are, are are pretty bad at the mid round offensive linemen. Real yeah. like, at least in recent history, pretty bad. Like you could go all the way back to like Mike Adams, who was just like supposed to be the dude. I don't even know if he lasted a year. I was still mm-hmm. younger, but it, it went we, David DeCastro, Mike Adams. Mike Adams never started a game. Well, yeah, then just like don't draft bad offensive linemen. Like uh, that that seems <laughs> yeah. like the easy. That I don't know. That like seems the, obvious, but option. like that seems obvious. But like if a guy's unplayable, then he's unplayable, and then you just like made a bad pick. That has nothing to do with the timing of what you. Dude, but the Steelers love to do that. Kendrick Green had Kendrick Green was on that roster for seventeen games when we both knew you could every offensive lineman on the depth chart could be hurt. They'd call somebody up before they would start Kendrick Green. Easy. Yeah. It was a pride thing. It was easily a pride thing. Yeah. And they they'll do it again. 
We both know they'll do it again. Like if they made a bad, if they make a bad decision, they they sit on those bad decisions so long. And that's what worries me about Dan Moore is like you have upside. I get it. He showed some progress at the end of the season. He looked pretty good in those last couple of games. I get that. But like, are you holding on to a little bit of hope and you're just going to completely ignore it again and take another chance because you're, you know, you're just going to let your pride get in the way. I think that's the Steelers biggest issue. It's been the Steelers biggest issue. I was shocked that they didn't do a Kendrick green. Like I was almost positive. He was going to start at guard this year and continue to, to play somewhere and like i don't know like you know he, and he, he won't be they'll they'll get rid of him this year but now they're going to do it with damn more because you know he shows small flash it's the matt canada theory you know like <laughs> small flashes doing just enough to doing just enough where you're just like ah well we know there's something there it's like yeah i get it man there's something there but there's not a lot there like there's not enough there to keep those guys around it's well yeah and, just, I and i think the, either way it's a good positive side yeah well i think the margin for error gets even thinner i think the more this thing progresses and the more this like rebuild progresses like the longer kenny pickett is True. your starting quarterback the longer Najee harris is in there and just the, the the further you move along in this the more the expectation is we need quality play now instead of you know, kind of being okay with some aspects of development, if that makes yep. sense. Nope. Agreed. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I don't. And you like have to think that Mike Tomlin knows that, but mm-hmm. what is Mike Tomlin's scale of risk compared to ours? Because right. ours is small. A hundred percent. All right. Last thing I want to talk about here is Lamar Jackson and uh, what could be a divorce coming between the, Baltimore Ravens and their star quarterback. He posted this on Instagram the other day. This is courtesy of PFF. When you have something good, you don't play with it. You don't take chances losing it. You don't neglect it. When you have something good, you pour into it. You appreciate it because when you take care of something good, that good thing takes care of you too. Seems uh, seems like a, a quote for a guy who is not in healthy negotiations with his team are you uh, you looking at this as the beginning of the end to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens? Well, I think it could be read one of three ways, or I guess three ways. Well, yeah, okay. So I think it could be read as he just likes Baltimore, you know, and he is the one investing in Baltimore because he thinks it's a good situation and he likes it there and he wants to stay there. So he is maybe thinking about taking a pay cut or whatever and wants the team to be wants people wants. Baltimore to be able to invest in the team around him. Okay. Or he's calling him out and saying, you're the one not investing in me. And this is, I, I deserve this much money. And if you're not willing to give that to me, then that's your fault. Okay. The other thing is he could just have a life outside of football. And this could just be a throwaway post <laughs> that we are. Um, and we are reading too much into it. Um, Do you think it is a throwaway post? Do you really? Cause sometimes I feel like people are in our stance. Like we have a pretty good, me and you have pretty good vision on what's nonsense and what's even if we do push some nonsense on here sometimes, mostly me, you know, we have pretty good vision on what's BS and what's not. Do you think yeah. that, you think that third one's real or you think in your head? I no. think there's more than a twenty percent chance that's what it is. Um Okay. Okay. I you know, the timing's like hard to ignore, of course. I, I just I I'd never wanna discount the fact that like 
I don't know, maybe Lamar is like not thinking about his work. Uh, that that's like entirely yeah. possible. But uh, like I said, the timing is a little. It's tough to ignore. Um, and also, I I, I do think he is kind of like I I. If I was him, I'd like call out the Ravens too, and I'd do it in kind of petty ways too. Like, I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I'm young. I am dynamic. I am the reason. I'm the catalyst for basically everything that this offense does. Why don't you? Why aren't you willing to pay for what my talent is worth? Um, and if you think you can sure. do that on the cheap, then I'll go somewhere. I'll go someplace that actually does. Like, if I was him, that's kind of what I would think, and that's what I would. Like the idea that the the idea that the Ravens would lowball him or like drag out these negotiations at all makes no sense to me. He is no. he like he's what the is he the best quarterback in the franchise's history already? Like oh, he's got to be he's right. Like be. why they won quarter they won Super Bowls with Joe Flacco and Trent Dilfer. Right, like why? Like what? What is the big deal here? Why are you giving him the runaround? This is. It's a little ridiculous to me. No, I, I look at, it, I agree. I agree. If, if Deshaun Watson's going to get $250 million fully guaranteed, Lamar Jackson deserves some money. I, I don't know if Lamar Jackson's sitting there saying, I want $250 million guaranteed because at that point, you're being ridiculous, especially because he can't stay healthy. And I think the Ravens do have an argument that in big games, Lamar is usually not there because he's dealing with something. But at the same time, like, is that Lamar Jackson's fault or is that the fact that the Baltimore Ravens are relying on 87-year-old Deshaun Watson to be their star wide receiver because they put zero effort into investing into Lamar Jackson? They just say, hey, well, he could run the football, so let's always run the football. Like, no, get him a weapon. The dude could throw the football 80 yards on a dime. Go get him a wide receiver. He doesn't have any of those. So I think that the Ravens have done a very, very poor job of putting back into Lamar Jackson at the same time though, you know, injury history is a real thing. Mobile quarterbacks are a real thing. I'm not handing them $250 million and saying, this is yours. And I feel very confident in that. But if you're not giving them somewhere close, I mean, that's on you. That's well, that's, on and you. it's, and it's fine if you don't want to give them that much money, but just know that someone else is. Someone's um, gonna a hundred percent. Right. Like somebody's you, gonna, you got to be comfortable losing him if you're not willing to pay the price for for what his town is worth. Like, yeah, hundred percent. And you're gonna just, you're gonna just, give him. Some, no, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> so you're gonna give him. You're gonna let him go hit the open market. He's gonna get paid two hundred fifty million dollars, and he's immediately gonna be on a better team. Right. Immediately gonna be on a on a on a better. You could put him in Detroit. He's on a ten times better offense than what the Baltimore Ravens have. Oh yeah, well Detroit was. Detroit cooks with Jared Goff. Like they'll exactly. they'll be fine with anyone. I did see the the I don't know. The the I think it was like locked on NFL um tweeted that uh the Patriots were the odds on favorite to oh gosh to sign that would be the on. worst. Woo! That would be amazing. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Bill Bell I like I've heard for years about how Bill Belichick just loves mobile mobile quarterbacks and how he's always wanted one and just I don't know how true that is because he never every time he actually has a chance to Sign one he never does, but Billy's happy. Billy's happy, baby. Mm. Mobile quarterback. Good God, uh, Lamar to New York to New England would be the worst possible. I'd rather him go to. to well, I don't know. And that's the other thing. Just like the odds that he stays in the AFC and like gives you hell for 
Oh, it's going to be real. It's going to be very real. And and that's like, yeah, you're escaping the Baltimore Ravens. Awesome. Cool. I'd much rather if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'd much rather Lamar Jackson be in the AFC North in Baltimore than literally anywhere else, except for Houston. You want to send him to Houston. That's totally fine. Any other team in the AFC immediately turns into a Super Bowl contender. Like immediately you could put them on the Jets. Super Bowl contender. The Raiders, Super Bowl contender. Um, Denver, Super Bowl contender. Uh, I don't, any, like literally any, Tennessee, Super Bowl contender. Indianapolis, maybe. Hey, I, don't, I don't know about that one. Maybe not. Maybe not Indianapolis. So. But outside of those two teams, like, that, that's just, it's so dangerous. It's going to get so dangerous. And Baltimore, like, you could say what you want, but Baltimore is not built to win a Super Bowl. They're built with a great defense, and the Steelers have proven they could beat them. They, they've proven they could beat him with Lamar Jackson. So I would, if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm hoping he gets a deal done, sticks it out, and they continue to sign Sammy Watkins in week 15 and say, this guy is going to save our season heading into the playoffs <laughs> because it is the worst philosophy in football. But it works all the time, all the time. Yeah, I agree. We'll see what happens. All right, we're heading out of here, guys. Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Talk. Find our podcast anywhere you get your podcasts and check out all of mine and Steven's work at allstealers.com. I'll be back on Friday and me and Steven will be back on Monday. Enjoy your week. Peace. 